The year is 2020. A wasteland and a field of ruin have destroyed our mana bases. There is but one solution, one way to save the metagame. Brave souls working for the benefit of us all. Welcome to the Astrolab. Oh, I caught you off. <laughs> Damn. Um, <laughs> Scott's like, um, I was going to say something. No, that's and, right. And then I didn't say anything. And then I was going to say something and I didn't say anything. So, hi, Scott. Hello. How are you? <sighs> this is about sums up uh, a lot uh, lately. Uh, yeah. And it's just, and it's just because it's just, most of it's real life stuff. It, it is. Yeah, most of it's most uh, of it's real life stuff. Most of it has nothing to do with magic or anything. Like that. Most of it's yeah, just well, welcome to the Astrolab podcast where we talk about the trage- tragedies of real life. I mean, and possibly um, the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise. I would rather hear that story <laughs> than a lot of the shit I've heard lately. It's not a story that most Jedi would tell you. Uh, no, not at all. Actually, <laughs> that, that, that damn uh, censoring media. Um, Oh, so yeah. the Jedi Jedi are responsible for sensory media. I got it now. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's see, it makes sense. there we go. Yeah, it makes sense. Yep, yep. So, yeah. Um. Yep. Just trying to stay afloat by finding funny memes and <laughs> Scott. And, Scott and is li- Scott is living on memes. Uh, yeah, yeah. That that's that's how desperate things are. We're, quite, we're on memes. Quite literally, just yeah. I I've been sucking playing modern and only play once a week, so I can't really get any practice in to quote get good uh and why get good if there's no tournament structure for it beyond just store level i am attempting to decide if i well i really want to go to the the buffalo the legacy open at the end of july i just haven't had time to really sit down and decide if i am going that's fair and if i am going what am i playing um, seventy-five magics. I mean, yeah. There's, the problem is, is like I have too many. So I was, I was having this discussion with, um, with Testacular, uh, who's one of the elves guys. Wow, that Elf. that's a hell of a. Uh, yeah, it's uh, Curran Del Curran Del Uh, he's out of Seattle area. I think he he normally plays at Lax like Mox Boarding House and stuff like that. Um, but anyways, uh, I was talking to him. He's one of the guys that does data collection. And uh, he was like, hey, I'm going to be probably coming to the um, BCDL open. And I was like, oh. Well, that, that's right. That's the open. That's not a normal BCDL. Yeah, that, that's yeah. their open he, where they break for lunch. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm probably going to be coming to the open. I'm like, oh, that'll be fun. Like, cool. Yeah, it'll be nice to see you. And so, but I guess talking, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I'm probably coming. Like, I just like, I told him, I said, I've had this struggle lately because I just don't know exactly really what I want out of Legacy lately. Like, I, I have this, I have this hard time of deciding what I want to play because at, at my heart, I love playing like these like cool, fair, green Sun Zenith style decks, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But at the same time, I love Ancient Tomb. <laughs> and so it's like, Hmm, what do I play then? Like, and they were joking. I was like, it's like, oh, meet in the middle and play Green Red Initiative because, you know, that's a, it's a Green Sun Zenith deck that's also an Ancient Tomb deck. 
And I was like, yeah, but I just, I also actually just don't like that deck at all. So, um, I, I don't know. So yeah. I even, so it, weirdly enough, the deck I, I started playing around with this past week, and I don't think this is a deck I will probably, I would play at, although I, I might would consider playing it at a BCDL just because it's goofy as fucking all get out. <laughs> um, but, uh, and it doesn't even have ancient tomb in it, which is hilarious because I, it was like, oh, hey, like deck I looks like I would enjoy doesn't have ancient tomb in it. Okay, that's fine. Um, but it's uh, so uh, Killaby, the the person who created the the Riddlesmith combo deck. Uh, so they they're the one that created the whole like Riddlesmith containment construct. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah insanity. Uh, and so they've got a new deck that they've been working on, uh, and it's basically it's Turbo Wheels. Uh, so you know you have Echo of Eons and you have uh, Wheel of Misfortune. Oh, okay. And, and you have uh the best wheel. <laughs> Quite frankly, the best wheel uh is a commander card, uh Runehorn Hellkite. <laughs> so Runehorn Hellkite has uh, none of its stats matter. Everything on the card doesn't matter, but it has an activated ability of five and a red, exile Runehorn Hellkite from your graveyard. Each player discards his or her hand and then draws seven cards. <laughs> it is a oh. uncounterable echo. <laughs> wild huh. right because you know what else becomes led the mycosynth garden because you know you know that led does not tap to activate its ability correct yes so you can tap the microsynth gardens to make it a copy of led and you can immediately crack that mana for that mana yep so and so yes so and then also um well wait if you do that this is gone from your hand how do you exile it Oh, from your graveyard. Sorry, I thought yeah, you exile from your hand. graveyard. No, you exile from your graveyard. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is how much I've ran into Basaju. I'm looking at this card like it's uh, so cycling or whatever. So, so then have you also ever read the card <clears throat> Dream Salvage before? Dream Salvage. It's a hybrid Dream. hybrid blue black. Oh that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's from uh, Shadowmore. Draw cards equal to the number of cards target opponent discarded this turn. All right. Are we putting Shielded the Apocalypse in anywhere? No, because you probably can't cast it. Well, <laughs> uh, but so you get to go like, oh, I'm going to go turn one like LED, LED, Mox Opal, Lotus Petal, Micasynth Gardens, uh, cast Dream Salvage, whole priority, crack the LEDs, uh, exile Runehorn Hellkite. Because Runehorn Hellkite doesn't have a timing restriction on it. You could do it at instant speed. <laughs> so then you you both discard. And then you get to draw seven cards if you're Dream Salvagers. No, no, no. Actually, no, no. Uh, you you don't discard. What you do is you just scoop and leave the table. Uh, yeah, probably. So yeah. the other fun thing that this deck can do is goofy as all fucking get out. I, I didn't even realize this um, this synergy in this deck with this card. So have you ever, you're, you're familiar with the pack cycle. I know you're familiar with the pack cycle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've read Intervention Pact, right? Uh, the, <laughs> the, one that, the, one that, the one that a lot of people don't play because it's white, the white one. So it's, uh, it says the next time a source of your choice would deal damage to you this turn, you prevent that damage and you gain life equal to the damage prevented this way. So okay. How is this $5? Okay, so have you read Have you read Wheel of Misfortune? It's crazy. <laughs> All right, so Wheel of Misfortune is the most confusing card ever to read. So each player secretly chooses a number of zero or greater Then all players reveal those numbers simultaneously and determine the highest and lowest numbers revealed this way. 
Wheel of Misfortune deals damage equal to the highest number to each player who chose that number. And each player who didn't choose the lowest number discards their hand and draws seven cards. Okay. So okay. what so what intervention pact in Wheel of Misfortune says is that you can you can name nine 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 for Wheel of Misfortune and gain nine thousand nine hundred seven ninety nine life. Well on, on Moto, right? Yes. Yeah, is that? I assume that's how high life total can go. Probably, yeah. It, it's you know, it's it's just yeah, it's a string of nines. Yeah, because what I would do uh, is uh, the number I would name. I would say uh, the number I'll name will be the total distance in miles from the center of the sun <laughs> to right where my uh, butt is on this seat. It is. It is quite frankly a really goofy. And, and then they'll call a judge because I have to actually name a number and not use a word yeah. problem. Yeah. Which is dumb. It, but uh, it, it is, it is definitely a really goofy interaction. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause how I understand wheel of misfortune and I've never played it. So go with God on that. Um, is that you want to be the one drawing. Cards. You mm-hmm. don't want to be the one taking damage because you don't get anything out of it. I did both. Right. With, with that, you could, yeah. So. Yeah, I did I did both. So yeah, it's it's a weird uh it's a weird card. Like it, it's definitely interesting. But yeah, it's a it's a cool synergy. Uh, and so basically what you're trying to do is like you're trying to like, you know, wheel them. Uh obviously there's like a hole breacher in the deck, like one hole breacher. Uh you, you can wheel them with that, but that doesn't really matter. Like you you're wheeling them so that you can like grape shot them. Uh, yeah. Or uh, the deck plays a single to copy of Waste Knot, <laughs> and that card has been like insanely <laughs> in the games I've played with it. Like it's been just absolutely absurd. I was just like, okay, well, I drew a bunch of cards off this grape sh- off this Waste Knot for some reason. <laughs> like, what the hell? See, it, it it's shit like this that gives credence to standard being at least a format they test before they ship the cards out. I love some of these cards, though. I'm glad that, like, my Cassandra Gardens ended up being, like, a weirdly cool playable card. I know. Like, like the stuff's goofy and people are excited about it. But, like, you know, like like what you were saying earlier about Green Sun Zenith and playing Fair Decks. You know, sure, I play my Blue-Eyed Control, but I also have my Fair Share, which you can even say that's a Fair Deck, right? No, uh, that, is, that is a Fair Deck. What are you talking yeah. about? You yeah. have to win with combat, well, Scott. Well, some people don't like control decks because they don't play fair. They counter my stuff. You, but you, that's you know, not no. That, no, you you win with combat. That's that's a fair. That's a fair deck. Well, not blue white control. We usually have been playing Walker. Like you're, you're, you're winning by something. Yet you're paying fairly man, fairly. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm not it, cheating. Uh, you're not. You're not cheating on mana. Right or causing you to not have cards or right. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you, yeah. You're not cheating on mana. Yeah. Right. So you know. That's kind of how I like to play too. And when like these interactions are neat because they're exciting, they get people buzzed, they talk about it, they share it on message board, well, Discord servers, uh, social media. Uh, who goes to message boards? In uh, the Moto um, forums. All right, maybe. Uh, <laughs> no, not, no, though they literally do. They have a, they have a forum. All right, I, I've not hung out there. Uh, but still, I like, mean, they have a Discord too. But like, that's that their forums are where you go to like report bugs and shit. Oh, uh, okay. But but still, people are like talking about magic as far as the game in a positive manner when something is found like like for example the uh the boros aggro deck and pioneer that's been uh going around people talking about that's another example of like hey there's this cool thing we can do now 
look at this. Here's how I build it. Oh, you can almost build it on Arena and all this stuff. It's fun, but when it comes down to, like, vomit your hand now, like, cool, I kept the seven-card hand. Oh, now it's gone before I can even start playing. Like, Yeah, I mean, so I, so for me, these kinds of decks are puzzles. Sure. Uh, and, I, I can see that. And you are really figuring out the best way to sequence because that's 100% of combo decks is sequencing. Oh, oh yeah. And so, and also getting to see like the tiny little, um, the tiny little minute things that are like, okay, wait a minute, I can do this. So, like, I I talk a lot to Killaby, uh, and so he goes, um, yeah. So yesterday I uh, turn one, I cast Gamble, uh, in response cast Dream Salvage, uh, in response Micasynth Gardens my LED, sack three LEDs, activate Runehorn to draw seven, uh, cast. A drawn Noxious Revival targeting LED. Resolve Salvage. Draw another Salvage and cast it again. Drew 19 cards, turn one. And then Gamble Resolve. <laughs> then you have to discard... Oh, no. No, he just won that. He just won that turn. How do you get his opponent down to zero life? Grape Shot. Okay. <laughs> because that, you will draw... That, that I didn't know. Because you will draw your Mistress Bubbles and your Urza's Bubbles and your Mox Opals and your Lotus Petals. You'll build up your Storm Count yes. on, on Cheerios, essentially. Yes, essentially, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and don't get me wrong, like, I... And, 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 then, and then there are some games where you're like, uh, Lotus Petal, like, Mox Opal, Bobble, Bobble, Urza Saga, go. Yeah. And then, like, turn two, play Micasynth's Gardens or whatever to be able to activate your Urza Saga and you win off of Constructs. Right, you have uh, Plan B, more or less. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the cool thing about those kind of decks is uh, Urza Saga definitely makes those kinds of decks playable. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I think I like. That's what I like about Urza Saga in general as a card, is it makes weird strategies kind of somewhat playable because it adds a Plan B. Yeah. So I, mean, I I like a good combo deck myself. I mean, hell, I play Dredge. We we went to an event where I played Dredge, right? Um, in modern. But when when it feels like every deck, including the fair decks, are trying to execute some fucking combo, it just it, it's not fun. It just, so so and, and but but again, you know, like it goes back to what you talked about earlier, where you like playing the green suns and the fair decks, but you also like ancient tomb decks. To mean, Joe, you need to understand. That if one is to understand the great mystery, one must study all of its aspects. I mean, I played Fair Brainstorm decks too, so yeah, I know. I, 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 pl- I played literally every archetype in Legacy at this point, and I, I just wanted to throw that. Stuff. So I, I have a feeling that if I really wanted to go and probably play something that is unfair, fast, and has a good shot of doing well in a tournament at for the Buffalo Chicken Dip, it'll probably just be Reanimator. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, yeah, you can turn one people. Honestly, I'm gonna. Uh, I I think a lot of people are starting to realize this now. Mm-hmm. Reanimator is a tier one deck in Legacy right now. It absolutely is. It is. It is a tier one deck in Legacy. People right now. didn't realize that. They people have not really figured that one out. That that I, deck, I don't play Legacy, and I knew that <laughs> that deck is doing so well right now. Uh, before Atraxa was printed, and people were like, uh, uh, reanimate, um, Archon of Cruelty. Go. I'm like, well, yeah, it can't be that. Sarah's Emissary. Yeah, right? Like, Sarah's Emissary, but Atraxa's just absolutely absurd. Like, it, it used to, so what happened is, when I, I explained this a little bit in my article last week, this past week, which was, 
you know, what really happened to that deck was that they got a lot of printings of cards that forced people to reevaluate deck building for the deck. Like they basically said, huh, we got a whole bunch of cards for this deck. Maybe we need to rethink how we build them. And they adapted and they re and they figured out, oh, these other cards. So I've seen decks where, you know, reanimator, one of the core cut deck deck cards of reanimator, and it still is, but in less capacity for the longest time was Crystal Brand. Yeah. And I am seeing I've seen lists now where they're like two Crystal Brand. Yep. I'm looking at one right now. And, and that used two. to be used to be four Crystal Brand was like you, that was sacrilege. Yeah. To cut you know Crystal Brand. And I'm seeing like I'm okay, two Crystal Brand. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense to me because you've got our kind of cruelty and you've got Sarah's emissary and you've got Atroxa uh -huh. and, and four copies of Greek. Like yeah. so yeah, they've they've been forced to reevaluate how they build the deck, and that has not it has had the effect of improving the deck a ton. Uh and I've yeah, I, I would play it in a heartbeat. Like if I wanted to win in a legacy event, I would play Reanimator right now because it's just that good of a deck right now. And on top <sighs> of that, it has the best anti-reanimator cards in the sideboard. Mm -hmm. And Dothy Voidwalker and Fairy Macomb. Yeah. And and then like the other deck would also, but like that, it would be that it's a toss up between that or eight cast. Like, I think those are like two of the, the top tier, like tier one decks of the format right now. Yeah. Eight uh, cast looks fun. It is super fun. I like, I, I like see, uh, to go back to what we're talking about, like fair decks, um, thought monitor. Sure. You can play it for just one blue mana, but you're playing a two, two flyer to draw two cards. Yeah. That's really good though. <laughs> yeah, oh, it, it is, but it's really good though, but it, it's on a fair axis. Sure. To an extent, affinity is a weird mechanic cause it's it, not, a, a it, it is totally a fair mechanic cause you're cheating on mana. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're cheating on mana to do fair things instead of cheating on mana to do the draw 19 cards. I um, mean, you're also like doing stuff like triggering like your size and oh, you sure. know yeah your copper cannoneers and you're, you're building a board state but yeah. yeah um actually let me take a look at that would be a, that would that would be a fun deck to play though and I, I've played I have experience with that what, and I've played that, that one in the for? past oh yeah okay I would say yeah it should be listed as an, an aggro deck uh yeah it's currently the top aggro deck in the format. Yeah, I don't really consider uh, it. I don't consider a cast an aggro deck personally. It's a weird like resin tempo deck almost, but it does. It's not a temp. It's not a traditional blue deck because obviously it's not playing like your brainstorms and your ponders and all that stuff. Um, but I mean, you still mm -hmm. get to play. You still get to play force will. But it, um, it wins primarily by attacking. Usually it does. The, the tempo decks are yeah thrown into aggro. Into yeah, it the, into it the does triangle of magic archetypes it does win with attacking i mean you are you have a couple different angles of attack there sure like i mean you have the the draw them out of the game kind of attack plan with emery and like your bobbles and your thought monitors and all that stuff you're drawing more cards than they do and you're just burying them in card advantage right uh but like you have your urza saga and your psi board states and your kappa cannoneers like wait i got it i know what you should play Mm. Nick Fit. Mm -mm. It's not good. Live the dream. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. If I was gonna play a a so if I really was gonna play something with Green Sun Zenith in it, I would probably play Yorian Zenith. Uh, and that's just because it does kind of everything that Nick Fit wanted ever wanted to do, but better. Uh, plus also you get to play like Natural Order in some versions. 
Yeah. Uh, so like you can like natural order into an Atroxa or um, you also have, <laughs> I've seen people playing uh, not just, not just cards like Omnath Locus of Creation, but I've seen people playing uh, Thalia and the Gitrog Monster. Oh, uh, okay. Because that's the, uh, you when, get to play. When you said that, my first thought went to Thalia, Guardian of Thraven, Mm-mm. and the Gitrog Monster in the same deck. I'm like, that's weird. Thalia and the Gitrog Monster. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. The, the 4 4 first strike death touch. You may play an additional land on each of your turns. Creatures in a non basic land your opponent's control enter the battlefield tapped. And whenever it attacks, you sacrifice a creature or land, then draw a card. It's just absurd. <laughs> and it plays Loam. Like, it, so, you know. Right. But, like, you get to just play all the really good cards, like, in the format. Like, you get to play Ice Fang Quaddle, and you get to play Uro, and, nice. uh, you know, Endurance, and Green Sun Zenith, obviously. But, you know, your Ponders, your Braiding Shores, your Prismatic Endings, your Plows. Like, uh, but it's really fun to, like, natural order, like, your Dryad Arbor. Mm-hmm. You do an Atroxa. And it's just absurd value. Especially when you can snag something like Grist. Because uh, you there is a grist in the deck, so if you snag a grist off of like a atroxa, that's pretty sweet value. Um, which is funny because you could technically choose it for creature <laughs> if you yeah, really wanted that, to. That that is you can natural order into grist too. Someone do something with grist. Maybe it was a quarter calling grist. Oh uh, yeah, yeah that's right. a creature. Yeah, it is a creature. Yeah. So I I so um we were talking next week's uh next week's all access starting. Yeah. On uh May thirty first is when I'm actually surprised I remember. I mean yeah, with yeah. how much I forget stuff. Yeah, May thirty first. And so we get an all access back. So I um I I I was immediately like, Oh hey, all access is coming back. Let me theorycraft. <laughs> right. Uh and so far I've come up with two lists. And you know what time it is for when it's all access, right? It's time mm. to do, 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 do. It's, it's time for battle of wits. That's right. <laughs> it's time for battle of wits. So the first one I had, uh, uh, I was looking at uh, plays both uh, academy rector and arena rector uh, because you can. I was trying to figure out putting into play, and then I realized that academy rector just puts into play battle of wits, and I'm stupid. Oh. <laughs> but I was gonna play like uh, all will be one, and like <laughs> um, and like all these like planeswalkers like. You know, Ugin and Nicobolas and Kaya and Minsk and Boo and uh, your Karn the Great Creator and uh, you play. Uh, you play Boss Nick's list too. No, I've got so the, the list actually had uh, Nicobolas got Dragon God and Nicobolas Planeswalker. And okay, so uh, and then Ugin and Kaya at the top end, and then I started thinking about it. But like this is the first list I pulled together, and I was just like, oh, this is pretty cool. And then I forgot we got a new card type. Yes, we did. So literal, I, literal battle. Literal of battle of wits. So, uh, the so far the list has forty six battles in it. <laughs> oh um, we are playing Hex Parasite. We are playing Vampire X Mage. We are playing Aether Snap. <laughs> Aether Snap. Uh, okay. So, have you ran this list by uh, Saffron Olive? No, I haven't sent it to Seth yet. Okay. No, I, I haven't said this. Yeah, here's what I found though. I, yeah. I think he would love to play it on a uh, against the odds video. Or oh, but I want that to be me, Scott. Well, I, I yeah, you play it, but you know he can use that to help promote your content. Um, but so what I figured so far about this list, there's some still some tuning to be had here. 
Um, but uh, so far, what I figured out is that um, Invasion of Lara is just the absolutely most fucking busted thing I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> it's just absolutely absurd. Uh, so if people don't know what Invasion of Lara does, it's it's Wooberg, cost Wooberg, which in a Wooberg. deck that plays Lotus Petal, Box Diamond, you know, um, Abundant Growth, uh, you know, all that stuff, you know, like you're playing cards, all, all, and also you're playing like Birds of Paradise and like Noble Hierarch and that's those sort of cards. Like, so you're playing a lot of mana, you know, fixing ramp cards. So casting this for Wooberg costs is literally doesn't take much at all. Uh, but when there's a battlefield, you exile cards from the top of your library. So you exile two non-land cards with mana value four or less. You cast one of them without paying its mana cost, and then you put the other one in your hand, and then you put the rest of the cards in the bottom of your library. But it's when you flip it that gets really fucking stupid because it has seven defense counters. But again, you're playing like Hex Parasite and you're playing Vampire Hex Mage yeah. and those kind of cards. So if you flip it, it's target player draws two cards. You may put an artifact card from your hand into the battlefield, create a token that's a copy of a target of a permanent that you control, distribute three plus one plus one counters among one, two, or three creatures you control, and destroy target permanent and opponent control. That, that, that's all? Yeah. It's just like, what? Yeah. Uh, so that's dumb. Uh, that, that card's really absurd. Uh, Invasion of Kaldheim is fun. Uh, that's the one where you exile all the cards from your hand and then draw that many cards, and then until the end of your next turn, you may play cards exiled this way. Uh, but then it flips into this really wild fucking card. Like it's, uh, it flips into Pyre of the World Tree, which is an enchantment. And you discard a land card, it deals two damage to any target. And then whenever you discard a land card, you exile the top card of your library. You play, may play that card this turn. Wait, which one was this again? Invasion of Kaldheim. It's a wild card. Like it's, it's really absurd. I wonder. Uh, so that, that one I found oh. is really good. Uh, Invasion of Segovia is kind of absurd if you can flip it. That's the one that gives non creature spells you have convoke, you cast have convoke. Oh, yeah, 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 that one's kind of dumb if you can flip it. Um, Invasion of uh, Tulvada is actually pretty good. Uh, that's the one when it enters the battlefield, you return uh, a non battle permanent from your graveyard to the battlefield. Yep. But it flips into like you get like a spirit every turn and all your creature tokens get plus one plus oh and have lifelink. Right. But still, you, you play this battle and what do you put in the, the play? Battle Blitz. Because why not? Yeah. If you have one in your graveyard, like, or sure. like, oh, I've got an Uro. I can get a value off a of, value trigger off of <laughs> because I don't have enough cards in my graveyard to escape it yet. Um, you know, uh, Invasion of New Phyrexia was, has been actually pretty good. Um, invasion of Ikoria is always good. Uh, invasion of Ixalan is reasonable. Um, I'm not less. I'm less sold on invasion of Karsis and invasion of Fiora. Those are probably going to get cut. Uh, invasion of Chandelar is absurd. Uh, because like invasion of Chandelar is like a life from the loam <laughs> because it's when it enters the battlefield, you return up to three target permanent cards from your graveyard to your hand, so you get back like lands plus like whatever else that you might want to get back that's like like an uro or something like that that's kind of absurd but yeah so I, I'm, I'm i've got i've got um things in cooking there that i'm gonna try and push we'll see invasion of gobatron i mean uh gobatron. gobatron i thought about that one like i thought about that one that one's pretty good this like, thing was let's see what could stay Less than a week ago, you can get this thing. Oh, oh that's the maybe I might could have gotten it for four bucks. Maybe I might put um, it. invasion of Asgul. Yeah, do it. 
that's the one is they they target player sacrifices a creature or a planeswalker and loses one life. That might be okay. Yeah, that um, that's the one that that I'm a fan. Yeah, I think that one's kind of neat. Uh, Invasion of Innistrad didn't really catch capture my eye. Uh, Invasion of Kaladesh seemed kind of cool because you get to create some thopters. Um, I'm not really sure. Invasion of Moag. I don't have. I don't think the deck really has enough creatures to make Invasion of Moag really good. Um, Invasion of Lorwyn is kind of neat. Um, the one I'm not so sure about is like Invasion of Ravnica. Like that one's weird. Um, Invasion yeah. of Z- Invasion of Xerex is actually like kind of cool because it's the one that just returns like bounces a creature uh, to its owner's hand, but then it flips into a into a creature that has power on a flyer that has power and toughness that equal to the number of creatures you control. So that's kind of cool. So yeah, I'm just I haven't figured it out yet. Like oh well, look at that creature type, Angel Knight, because we've not been to uh, Xerox. I mean Xerox. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a Angel weird. Knight. It's a weird uh, plane, from what I understand. So I, I hope uh, they they take us there. I hope and, so too. And don't rush us through it. Like There's a couple planes on uh, on those invasions that I I think would be sweet to go to. Yeah, like like we've never been to Moag, and I I, I do think that Muraganda is still like something we could do, but it's just a weird plane that needs more of an identity than just vanilla matters. Right. Like you can't just hey. build a whole set on that. It's really hard. Yeah, I like vanilla. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean though. Like I, it's I hard it's hard to build a set on creatures without like abilities. Like it's just a weird concept. They could find another mechanical identity for that set that fits it. Hey, well, but, they, but here's I know the thing. How they could do it. I know how they could do it. Creatures with no ability. A core set. <laughs> no, Scott, that's what that's what women wear. This guy's got jokes. <laughs> uh, a plus. Um, I, actually, I thought, think about it more. The Mimeoplasm is technically from Muraganda. So you could do those kinds of like weird, like fuse mechanics. So I didn't know the Mimeoplasm was yeah. from there. Yeah, it's technically from Muraganda. So you could do that. Like that would be kind of fun. Um, but I don't. So I didn't really. I didn't really see like I, I I looked through aftermath. I didn't really see anything in aftermath that looked like really any good. Uh, I haven't really looked at aftermath. Period. Like, yeah, couple, like okay, a couple weeks ago when well, people said that uh, Nissa Resurgent An- Animus was like a forty dollar card, I was like, "Are you kidding?" It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's and, like a it's like a thirty six dollar card. Well, and, and here's the thing, right? Like, I get it that there's new cards and, and there's excitement, right? But people are like cool and just ripping their risen reefs in half and checking to see if there's the blue ink in between the pieces of paper or whatever and shoving this right in the deck because reason and yeah, I, card, card's really good i understand it's good but what i'm trying to get at is that i've seen it many times including with my beloved boy control where a card comes out and people are like yippee and like shoving the decks and then you get Three months, six months later, whatever, and the card's gone. And the card I mean, is I mean, wandering emperor. It 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 does like pretty much everything you want those kind of decks to do because they just they play a lot of lands. Assuming that you hit a land drop, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um like, like Risen Reef. I mean, so I think, for the for those I, who for those who don't know, it's two and a green, so it's ancient to me. Uh for three three. Uh Neverland enters battlefield under your control, add one mana of any color. So what was cover? Uh, then this is the second time this ability has resolved this turn. 
reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal an elf or elemental, put that card in your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. So you have to play a land and then play another land or play a fetch land and trigger that to play mm-hmm. a land. Where yeah. with Risen Reef, it triggers when an elemental comes into play, you can either get a free land or, oh, well, that card on top is not land, but it's a fury. I'm going to put that in my hand and kill your shit with it. Like, I mean, I would just play both. I could see like trying to build like an eighty card deck and playing both. And I would just play both because you can play because then you can play Nissa and then you play your Risen Reef and mm-hmm. yeah. and and all of a sudden your Risen Reef is triggering your Nissa because uh, it's putting lands into play. Right, and you could uh, you can play stuff like uh, Growth Spiral. I do like my Risen Reefs. Um, I think uh, it makes play, me sad that Elemental is now one of those things that's like almost universally reviled at by at some point because I love Risen Reef. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was mean, Risen Reef OG before it was cool. Right. <laughs> like when, when those cards came out, what was that? Corset 19 or 20? Mm. Uh, it was 20 because it was uh, before uh, Throne of Eldritch. It was the Chandra set. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, I'm like, okay, cool. There, there's a, a creature type, pretty much, uh, uh, there's a tribal deck in this corset that you can build with. If you want to get some cards that are about to rotate from standard at that time, you can add to the deck. You're not really spending a whole lot because there'll be more cards later that you can just add to this and make it a deck going forward. And you think it took off in that direction. For I, I, standard, I, I, but... I literally played Chandra Acolyte of Flame in a vintage deck. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> I mean, just no. for the sheer fact that her zero creates two one one red elementals. Oh, and, oh. And, it, and that format was draw two cards. I know it's not an elemental, but Bone Crusher Giant sees play all the way to Legacy. So it's not anymore. Really? Yeah. Huh. I haven't seen a Bone Crusher Giant in literally forever in Legacy. That's a shame. Card's yeah. really good. It's it's a, yeah, it's okay. It's just it, it it doesn't kill a good amount of it's the same thing, the problem that Pro- Punishing Fire has in the format. It doesn't kill a good amount of the format. Yeah. So actually the card that I've seen out of the set, so I will say this. The card that I've seen out of the set that I was not surprised to see. And um, I was like, I was like, I mentioned the card, and of course, somebody just, you know, was like, okay, I five would with a humans list, copper coat vanguard. Uh, yeah, I lost that card on arena, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> yeah, giving all your each other human plus one plus one ward ones for a two drop is just really good. Yeah, and, and luckily it is a uh, uncommon because if yeah. it was rare, it two would probably be like forty. And so I saw somebody had posted a five O with like legacy humans, like mono white legacy humans with it, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh yeah, I'm not surprised. Like this card's really good. Like just not surprised at all. Like I don't know. The whole set's it, it's an okay set. Like it's a weird set, but it's okay. Like it's weird. Like I think filter out's a cool card. Yeah. Like that card's neat. Uh I think it'd be I, I'm surprised I haven't seen that char- card show up in eight cast yet, because I think it's actually really good there. So because it because think... it, it bounces all of your opponents like dumb bullshit, like their oh, chalices yeah, yeah. and your their um and it also bounces their like their null rods, and it Chalices, bounces null rods. Uh, uh, their deafening silence. That uh, doesn't, like... doesn't bounce creatures. Oh, that's right. It but it bounces planeswalkers, so it bounces yeah. like their Narset, and you can play it main deck and main phase and bounce their Teferi. Uh, needles. Yes, all that stuff, and um, then you. But it also bounces all your zero drops, so you can just like deploy it on your end, their end step, and then start playing all your zero drops. But it also doesn't bounce your Kappa Cannoneer. Right, or your sigh. Or your sigh, or your any of your tokens. So right. you're just like, oh, I can play this main phase 
and then redeploy all my zero drops to keep Turing Sly and my Kappa Cannon here. Lols. <laughs> yep. Like, I'm surprised I haven't seen it see play yet. Like, I it seems like a really good card for that deck. Yeah, absolutely. I 1000% agree. I mean, people are already looking at that uh, for a commander, like, oh, hey, a, a cheap Cyclonic Rift. And I'm like, why not both? Uh, yeah, you can play like, both. You can play both. But then, like, in that format, you literally can be like, oh, I have Psy, lols. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, uh, um, so dumb. Speaking of, speaking of Commander, uh, there was a card from here that finally got me to cave uh, and look at building a Boros Commander. That was Nahiri Forge and Fury. Affinity for equipment. Uh, so she's four red and a white, but with Affinity for equipment, she costs one less for each uh, equipment you control. And there's tons of equipment. Mm. Uh, and then whenever an equipped creature you control attacks, exile the top card of your library, you may play that card this turn. You may cast equipment spells this turn without paying their mana cost. So if you could have some way in Boros colors to manipulate the top of your library, I have no idea what that could be since they've divided top. Uh, and... You know, oh, look, there's an equipment in my first three cards. I'm going to put that on top and then attack with an equipped creature and just yeet in whatever. You know. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, so should that, we, I, that's what I'm probably going to should, should we talk at all about Lord of the Rings? No? Like, well, first of all, I, I don't think there's a... There, there's some cards out, whatever. I, I just... I don't care for them. I don't. I think... Um, I'm not excited. Yeah, I'm. I'm not either... Like it's hard for me to be excited, especially again as as we've discussed. It's hard for me to be excited about a um like, a property I don't care for. Well, like and see, and... that's the thing. Like I I really enjoy the Lord of the Rings movies. I enjoy sword and sorcerer fantasy. I'm all in for that stuff. But with what with how lackluster the D and D sets were, and just all the things that they are unnecessarily doing with the Lord of the Rings set, um. I just I'm I'm checking out early. I'm done. Like yeah, sure. I just sure it, there are people that are excited. And there are people excited for reasons that honestly they shouldn't be excited about. But we're not going to go there. Um, I, I just yeah, no. It's just it's too much. Yeah, I just um, it just it doesn't really do a whole lot for me. I am thankful at least to have seen the fact that um that the ring mechanic is not as it's not as busted. We as... we can't we can't talk about that yeah because I I just I don't understand like does anybody remember the card unstable mutation yeah okay we played that card it was a drawback but we played the shit out of that card we knew our creature was going to die we didn't care we knew it was going to be weak to where it would wind up being blocked and I lose two cards instead of one we didn't care why because it provided the value we needed when attacking yeah I I think um. I think even though the mechanic is a lot of upside, at the same time, I don't think the mechanic is that good, and I don't think it's absurd. Like, it's definitely not... Let's put it this way. If you were to compare it to mechanics that come from supplemental product into yeah. formats, it's definitely not initiative. It, it's, <laughs> it's not initiative. Definitely not initiative. No, it's not even dungeon. Right, yeah. So, it's it's okay. Like It, it, it feels like a step above attraction. The cards that are going to make that mechanic matter are going to have to be good anyways. Like, they're going to have to be good good mechanics anyways. Right. In order for 
they're gonna have to have good there's there's gonna have to be text on the cards that's gonna be good without this mechanic like the the one the the thing i I do kind of understand with what they gave tempting the ring as far as the abilities is the fact that the ring is tempting you with power and that's why you're getting all these boons Mm. so I, i i could see from that angle that but then, and, and also at the same flavor. time, like you're putting a a target on the the ring bearer, right? But there yeah. should be something like when you get to when you use up all the abilities, your ring bearer dies and becomes uh, a creature with shadow, or yeah, some, uh, something that would fit flavor, right? Like, but um, I mean, the thing is, like, uh, I, I and again. Well, or my, dies and goes under your opponent's control. My my lore of Lord of the Rings is sketchy at best, but sure, I, sure, I, sure, sure. I believe that that really only ever happened with Gollum. Like, right? Like, it didn't really happen with like Bilbo. Like, Bilbo held onto it for years. Well, yeah, so, and it did, and it didn't do any anything like that. So, right, but but he he was tempted enough to where he was still a danger to the rest of Middle Earth. Sure. Frodo was actually attacked by the blade. And and could have died and become a wraith, uh, and and still was tempted probably more than uh, than Bilbo, and he had. Yeah, to, I don't know. Um, I just I, I I'm not sure. I I just it, it doesn't bother me that much. For sure. You know what well, bothers which, me? Which, which side of the ring card do you want to read? You know what? You, you I don't want to read read that card. Oh, okay. I, I, really don't, I don't want go, to read it go, all. Folks, go to Scryfall and look for the ring tempts you. Do you know what just, card bothers me? Um. Uh, Delighted, delighted health halfling. The card bothers me. Uh, <laughs> the card bothers why? me a lot. Why? Why, why, why did they why, do this? Why did Why do we get to cast Teferi on turn two? Uh, uncounterable. Yeah, seems smart, right? Yeah. Like, look, as you know, I am a at heart a blue white control player. I don't mind dipping in red for Jeskai once. I sure as hell don't mind dipping in the black for Esper. Especially as I play Scott, guns. Scott is Scott is not a band gamer. No, no <laughs> Scott that, is not uh, a band as gamer. Where I draw the damn line, and the reason is, is more often than not, when it comes down to uh, blue white, let's add green for band. What are they adding? We're a control deck. We should be telling you to stop playing creatures, killing your creatures, wiping them off the board, and drawing more cards so we can do those first three things all over again. Playing a creature or putting a creature in your deck. Prevents you from doing that. Uncounterable to fairy. Granted, it, it becomes more of a mid range deck. Yeah, I, I just uncounterable to fairy. The the fact that Watsy was like, hey hey hey, um, um, blue white players. Uh, I, I know you just dealt with a summer of red with uh 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 shit. What was it? Amiket and Ixlan block where everything was just mono red, right? We're we're gonna juice things up. We're going back to we got Dominarian. We're going back to Ravnica, and in our last set, we're gonna give you something really good to make it cool to play control. Here's a little Teferi that oh shit, all the other decks are going to play it's better now. Uh, oops. It's a good Teferi. Um, like, I, do, I do think, I do think, um, I think if I had to call a card though that's probably playable on its own without yeah. even like the ring th- the ring bullshit, uh, Samwise the Stouthearted is probably pretty good in Legacy. Uh, and it's only just because like uh, it's a creature that has flash, and it's, it has a really relevant effect. Like it's a legendary creature, you can bounce with Caracas and put it into play with Vile or uh, flash it in, and it gets back Wasteland. So that's 
I think that's fine. Like it's it's a it's a white card. It sucks anyways. So <laughs> because as we all are famously know, um, fucking DNT is full of bad cards. So oh, choose but, one target permanent card in your graveyard. Put there. I'll oh, return to your hand. Okay. Yeah, so gets back, gets back wasteland. Uh, gets back uh, solitude. Oh God, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does get back solitude, and it has flash, and it has, and it's legendary Oops. for Caracas purposes. Um, so it reminds me a lot of like Mangara in a sense, where you're doing things with a creature that you want to balance with Caracas. Yeah, that's just sheer value, and the ring tempting mechanic doesn't actually matter because it's just literally you care about all the other stuff instead. So that's what I'm saying. Like the cards that that have ring temps on temps you tacked onto them are just like those cards that have to be good in general for you right. to play them for even the ring tempting to be a thing. And even then, the ring tempting doesn't really do anything. But this is where I I think and, and I'm sure wizards would agree to some extent, or they they would, but probably not directly agree. If you kind of get my drift, uh, that these cards that have tempt or or the ring tempts you. We're built with commander in mind. A little bit, yeah. And, uh, you know, the, this whole set, sure, this set is going directly into modern. Why? We don't know. I think the, um, one, I think the one ring is the bus, most busted card in the set so far. Sure. Uh, but... Uh, the, the card is legacy and vintage playable. Well, well sure. But, like, yeah. I, oh, and, and obviously this... commander playable. That card just, like, goes in, like, every commander deck, I think. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, like, it's But, but that, still, it's that like, good. like, like the, this... This set here, I feel, is built more with multiplayer in mind. Oh yeah, or, I'm sure. Or some some a casual play stuff like that, where people are going to want to build their fellowship deck uh, and play at the kitchen table or whatever, uh, and just be engrossed in the world of uh, J.R.R. Tolkien uh, as much as a lot of people now hate him for reason. Um, but yeah, I I just um, dislike the I'm, I just I just dislike the. Um... I'm I'm not hyped about uh fairy time rattler on turn two. Uncounterable. Uncounterable. No, that even delighted halfling could be uncounterable with cavern souls. Yeah, yeah that's that's doable. It, it just it just costs a green to play for this one two squire. Right. Um. Now this is the card where you're like you see this come down and you're like bolt. <laughs> right. One, like one, get it one, out. One, one would one would hope. Um. It's but, the very you know, definition of Bolt the Bird. Right, but then people will be like, man, I gotta play Bolt in this Legacy format. This card sucks otherwise. I mean... Why do I have to play this I, card? I Here's here's the, my honest opinion of this card, though, in Legacy, as I don't think this card is actually playable in Legacy. What, Delight Halfling? Yeah, I don't think it actually is. Oh, yeah. Okay, so... The reason I say that is because uh, a good majority of the, like, Bant control decks or whatever that exists in the format and the 4C, the Uro control decks don't really want to play this card. No, I I know. They dilute too much to play this card, and I don't think it gets played in Blue Zenith because you won't see it on turn one enough where it matters. Right. So there's just not a home home for it. This is the modern card. Yeah. Sadly. Like your 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 Bant four C control decks in Legacy really want to be playing um, like not, not honestly like I've seen lists where like your only three actual fucking creatures are Uro yeah like in a deck and then you have just you know Teferi and Minskin Boo and um, 
I'm still not sold on staff of the storyteller. I'm sorry. Like, I think that card's garbage, but that's just me. Well, I, 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 again, I, it goes back to what I was talking about with Nissa and just exi- like the Wandering Emperor example. Like, it's the I, hot card right now. Yeah, I, I am still not 100% sold on it. I I have seen it be good, but at the same time, like the, the some of the best decks in the format are... I think it's good if your format is geared towards grindy gameplay, and I don't think that that's Legacy right now, even though Legacy is in a great spot right now, and it's super fun. I don't think grindy gameplay is the name of the format, and so having a grindy two-drop that just draws cards uh, it doesn't feel real good to me. So, But I may be wrong. Like I I have a couple other people I've talked to that share my opinion, though, too, so they're like, I, I don't really like the card either, and I'm like, I don't see it, but so I, I don't think like there's a good like Bant 4C deck that wants to play this. Even even like the natural order decks, I don't think want to play this because um it doesn't cast uh like natural order. Uh I think okay, so here's here's the thing. I think if you want to make relevant spells in legacy uncounterable, you just play Allosaur Shepherd. Like I think that's basically what it boils down to. Like if you want to play relevant spells and legacy count counterblows, just play or Elsor Shepherd. That's the correct card to play. However, I, I don't know if there's room in the deck or if it could be reconstructed, but perhaps the food chain decks could use it to cast uh uh Astrak the Archlich. Uh, uh you're thinking of um Aluren. Aluren is the deck. Oh yeah, yeah, Aluren. Yeah. Asarak. Um no. I wouldn't even play it in a food chain. Like it doesn't cast anything in food chain, not I'm really, just, and it doesn't definitely see... doesn't cast anything in in Aluren. Like I'm just trying to see what else, like maybe what in modern it can cast uh, and make uncounterable. Um, I'd like another food chain reprint though at some point. It'd be uh, nice to see if they they put that in Commander Masters. Probably, I would like. Um, another, I would like. I would like to see another food chain reprint at some point. Oh, you I, see, they're reprinting personal tutor in that set, right? That's such a good reprint. Like, that's like, gonna be so damn. It, and then, it, then they'll be like, oh, "We can't print any more, guys. You bought it all." And it's, it's like, it just just hit the. It button has got so we can give some you of the just most. It's got some really good cards in there that I've seen I, so far. I just hope like, they haven't shot their load with like the first few things they they shown us because ca- so far capture of Jing Zhao. Uh, we've seen um, uh, Selvala. Yeah, uh, this card's pretty, yeah, card's pretty good too. Or er, 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 er dragon, yeah, or er dragon. I mean, really, really, it's capture Zhao. Uh, that that card is a f- almost uh, this card is close to like a four, yeah, there it it's is. a six hundred dollar card in its original <laughs> yeah. printing, like, yep. <laughs> and oh yeah, yeah, the capture capture Zhao is like a really big one. That's another one of those cards from Portal Three Kingdoms where uh, they're slowly pushing their way through the cards that they can reprint from. Um, Portal Three Kingdoms Jesus. that are expensive. The, the, uh, the judge promo for this card is uh, averaging about one hundred thirty-six dollars. Yeah, yeah. At, compared to the Portal Three Kingdoms, which is a it's, which is it, a white border card, by the way. It's purely supply. Yeah, yeah. It's purely supply and the fact that it's a good card. Like that's just basically what boasts on. That's why, like, we saw Grim uh, Tutor come down it, a it's bunch. Time warp. It's 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 a second. It's another time warp. There's a billion time warps. Right. Like, there's a billion cards at that mana cost that cost three blue blue that take an extra turn. Right. And if you're playing a deck that um you know wants to cast extra turn spells, guess what? You can play all of them. 
because you can play time warp and you can play capture Jing Zhao and you can play temporal manipulation and <laughs> there you go. There's... You know what I you know what I hope? I hope Wizards realizes that people just maybe don't want to dip in their universes beyond. And like sure they want delighted halfling, but give us a uh magic version of it and do the reverse Godzilla. I, at least I think Delighted Halfling mm-hmm. is like one of those cards where it doesn't really have any uh tie to lord of the rings in any regards except for maybe flavor text like you look at the card if you were to look at the card and go uh and you didn't know that was a hobbit like you'd be like oh it's just a the happy halfling dude like cool like that's basically all it boils down to like same thing with like wizard's rockets like you look at wizard's rockets you're like oh hey this is a cool like it's a it's a it's it's a card that's about rockets like yeah it's an artifact you can get off of uh urza saga right why not uh, so, uh, here's my other hope is, uh, Wizards reprint riding the Dilu horse. <laughs> the best card from Portal Free Kingdoms, but hands what? down. What is it? Riding the Dilu horse. It's the, uh, two and a green. Any, uh, target creature gets plus two, plus two and gains horsemanship. Notice I did not say until end of turn. Gains horsemanship. Right. Yeah, yeah. Gains horsemanship. They get, they get plus two, plus two and horsemanship forever. Horman. Yes. Uh, so please reprint that card. Uh, let's see. We've gotten Warriors Oath. Um, we've gotten uh, Grim Tutor now. Uh, maybe like Zhao Dun the One Eye would be cool. Um, Ravages of War would be kind of cool to see. Ravages of War is one that should probably see a reprint at some point. Uh, maybe that'll be in uh, the Commander Master. Yeah. Um, I almost said, I almost said Commander Horizon. Like, holy cow, too much stuff. Sun Quan. Sun Quan Lord of Wu would be a good one to reprint at some point. Now, you know if they reprint, uh, what was that, riding the Dilute Horse or whatever that is, they'll change that to where it'll say Horsemanship. No, the turn. no, they won't. That's they pa- won't. that's power level errata. They don't do that anymore. No, they'll, they'll fix it. They do not do power level errata anymore. It will not get fixed. It will just get reprinted the way it is. So, because they do not do that kind of errata anymore, just in general. That's a $300. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. That's what I said. They are slowly making their way through these cards in Portal Three Kingdoms that are only expensive because there's lack of supply. Here, here's what they really should do if they wanted to reprint some cards from uh, Portal Three Kingdoms and put them in circulation. Reprint the basic lands from that set with that art. Mm, yeah, that's good. Like you, you really want to get the old hats going and uh, teach. Uh, Got to teach these kids. You know, put those in there. I mean. The that, funny that part is kind of sweet. The funny part about that is, is you know, it there are cheaper versions of of some of these cards that exist. But yeah. if you go look at like um, Imperial Recruiter, like the Imperial Recruiter from Portal for Games is still at a hundred fifty dollar card. Yeah, like it's and ridiculous. It's been what twice? Yeah, yeah, and it's ridiculous still. Like it's so funny. Um, I would like to see Control of the Court get a reprint at some point. That would be fun. It's like a Goblin lore. Oh shit, that's right. Imperial Recruiter is modern legal. Yes, it is. Yeah. So like control of course the the one in red, you draw four cards and then discard yeah. three cards at random. It's literally goblin lore. Uh but that would be a fun one to see get a reprint at some point. Uh Zodiac Dragon one time. <laughs> Card's so bad though. It's so oh, bad. Wait, wait, wait. They could reprint Stone Rain. Uh well, sure. They've reprinted that one a bunch. Like um they, they could reprint Forest Bear. Yeah. I I I don't know anymore. Uh, I, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I just I don't know anymore. So, over. um, so yeah, I'm gonna be out of town next weekend. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna be out of town next weekend. Next weekend, 
is Winnie City Ponycon. Nice. Uh, in Chicago. So I sweet, will be sweet home Chicago. I will be there. Uh, I have one panel uh, and community guest for the weekend. So I'm gonna be busy, pretty busy. Uh, yeah, so you are. so like Friday is gonna be like our busiest day because like my wife has a panel too. And so she has a her panel on Friday. My panel is Friday night. Uh, so we have we have her panel. So we'll have opening ceremonies, uh, community guest meetup, her panel, uh, the Grand Galloping Gala, uh, which is a ticketed event we bought tickets for. Um, the bottle share, which I bought, which uh, we got t- uh, a ticket for for me for me for today, uh, from from today. So there's he's doing a. Basically, it's craft beer bottle share kind of thing. You bring a beer, but you know, you bring a bottle to share, and you know, you share around the table and stuff like that with with different stuff. And um, so, I'm gonna be attending that, and then I'm helping a friend with his panel, like right after, like actually halfway through that. Like we basically, me and I have to leave uh, if I, if he's going to the bottle share. Track. I'm pretty sure he is, but uh, you know, he and I have to leave, uh, hmm. go to his panel, help him with his panel. And then I have a half hour and my panel starts at 11.30 and goes to 1.30 in the morning. Jesus. <laughs> so I will be dead uh, after Friday. And then Saturday. And then Saturday is going to be like one of those things where we're like kind of low-key chill. Um, we're probably going to take some time out from the con and go see her um, her cousins and like her aunt and uncle okay. and stuff while we're there. Um, They're not going to be at the con? No, no, no. They live in the area, though. Okay. So, because it's we're in the the Schomburg area, and that's where they live. Like, is in that area. So, uh, we'll get to go see them. Well, um, please be careful. Yeah, we will. You and know, be, and be safe. Um, let's see. Last weekend was the uh, uh, Central Indiana and Cherry Chin Ferry Festival. Uh, we were out in Indiana for that, uh, doing mounted archery. Nice. Went really well. Um, you know. I just, you know, it, we had a good time. Like basically what it boiled down to is I, I, I believe it was a success just strictly from the standpoint that uh, nobody tried to escape. Uh, so none of the houses, none of the horses tried to escape good. over the weekend. Uh, nobody fell off. <laughs> also uh, So, and we made it home. Okay. Like, <laughs> especially since I had to go get my truck taken in to let me looked at this week because uh, we were, so they had to set this, we were the 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 event took place at this um on this big open field across from a uh open air uh aquatic park uh so it's in avon indiana and it's this place called murphy's aquatic park or whatever and of course they're not open yet they they open this weekend because it's memorial day weekend that's when all the pools and stuff tend to to open so they usually yeah yeah, usually so they open this weekend uh so they they they're place of business was closed but they were using the the grounds or whatever across from it so we were down like down the hill in this back area with the horses and stuff and it wasn't too bad and um but so when we left uh you know we we didn't unhook the trailer the whole weekend there was no way uh we could have um so uh you know wife took the truck up uh while we walked the horses up because the way it worked is that there was this like this curb uh and like the hill and stuff and there was just no way that we were going to be able to get up the hill with the horses in the trailer just not going to happen and um so they tried to help her get off the curb into the parking lot area with like some boards and it didn't really work too well 
And so when she came off on like the back end, uh, she smacked the muffler. Oh no. And so uh, as soon as she turned the truck back on to pull it up where the horses, all of a sudden you hear the truck go. Uh, I don't know. Really not sure what it was. Um, I took it to my, so I called um, Monday uh, and talked to my, my guy out in um, Kettering there, uh, USA there, John, and uh, took it over there uh, Monday and, uh, he was like, I was like, I was like, I'm, I was, I was freaking out. Cause I wasn't sure how much this was going to cost. Like, I was just like, Oh shit. Like how much is this going to, you know, not right. sock us for, he calls me up and he goes, Hey, we were able to get everything all, uh, repaired and twisted back on, on there. Just fine. Uh, I'm like, okay, how much? He's like 75 bucks. I'm like, okay, nice. All right. I'll, sold. So it ended up being a little bit more, um, simply because, uh, I actually ended up, uh, having, um, a $220 bill because uh, I also had him do a um, AC recharge at the same time. Right. Makes uh, sense. Yeah. Cause we've never had that done with the truck. Like we've never had that kind of servicing done. Uh, and we didn't have air last year in it. So yeah. Um, yeah, we tried to put in stuff and it didn't work. So <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if it's just me being a few, uh, about two and a half years from the top of the hill or maybe the meds I'm taking. But when it's upper 70s and sun shining outside, it feels like it's hotter than it is. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I am. Um, but yeah. it, get, and it get, got, the, get that air. And it got warm over the weekend, but over the weekend, it wasn't too bad. Like, we had a pretty, like I said, we had a pretty good weekend. Oh, what? weather's like, been great. Like, it was, it was nice. Like I said, nobody, so, because we had both horses with us. Uh, so we have both Strider and Tia with us. And so what we did is we actually set up electric. Uh, and so nobody, they, they tested it. They, they tested the electric and it, it works and they realized it and they didn't test it further. Uh, so no escape attempts, you know, no horses trying to get out and <laughs> be dumb. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. So that was nice. Being a horse. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just one of those things which you worry about, especially if you're sleeping in the trailer near them. Like right. you just hope that they stay in their pen. Yeah. Uh, but that's why we bought the electric. Like she bought the controller and the the tape and the uh the ground pole and stuff and the wire and stuff to make it work. And nice. Uh it worked out pretty well. So like I said, not having any escape attempts really helped. And uh but and it was okay. Like I said, other than that, it was a good weekend. Like we we did uh we did pretty good. So it was it was a fun weekend. Um well, uh, speaking of fun weekends, I, I just looked back to see when we last posted the show. And between now and then, uh, your co-host went out of the city. Oh, yeah, you said you went to the Skinny Puppy concert. Yeah, I went, went to yeah. see uh, Lead to Gold and Skinny Puppy, who right. uh, was on their last tour uh, up at the House of Blues in Cleveland. And oh my God, did I really need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> um, I'm glad I, you had a good time. I was gone maybe 36 hours and I'm still riding the high from not, not the high, you know, the, uh, the emotional. Right. Uh, cause, cause I, I don't partake in, I sure I may play Tarmogoyf, but I'm not a green mate if you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, like the, and I've seen Guar live, but, um, Skinny Puppy is by far the best performance rock that rock act I've ever seen. Cool. And granted, they are, industrial so they're part of the rock the mini one of the mini rock subgenres um and, and for a band that has been around 40 years and hasn't produced a new album in the last 10 
there are still a lot of the hits that they uh, left on the proverbial cutting room floor. Um, so yeah, no, it was, uh, it was a real good time. Uh, and what was crazy, not not to get too deep, but going in, I'm I'm in the venue not even five minutes, and there's already someone, uh, an acquaintance that recognized. Uh, and then there's someone from Detroit, uh, a DJ up there that I hadn't seen since 2005. And we connect and hang out. And she introduces me to one of her other DJs from Detroit. And three of us hang out all night long. Uh, as Skinny Puppy's playing their last song, they're like, hey, you want to get out of here and the after party? I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, let's go. So they all hopped in my car and we just drove around, <laughs> Cleveland, like, drove around Cleveland like we owned it. Uh, I didn't hit the pillow till like 2 a.m. Nice. Um, being in the venue, I've never been in the House of Blues up there before. But there were moments where I was walking around i looked and took a second and be like holy shit i'm here with my people like just seeing all the folks dressed in black all all around me it, it was so great uh for 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 those who don't know uh i spent the damn near the first two decades of my life uh in the goth industrial scene being a dj and concert promoter here in the area uh and life and lack of venues and things like that just all kind of coalesced to where i don't do that anymore i don't even go to the one club night that we have here in town which is uh on the second saturday of every month so it's only uh once a month thing. i'll probably go here in in june because i should uh you know plus we're far enough away from fucking pandemic that i think i'll be okay right Uh, but uh but yeah just it, it it was from a not to get too uh, psychological here or in, in the weeds or whatever but just realizing that I was still able to connect to a part of a part of my identity that I had discarded uh, just it felt so fucking good um, my, my friend from Detroit she even was like hey you should come up and uh, and spend with us sometime and I'm like maybe we should talk about it you know that, that's that's kind of a fur track I wouldn't mind doing it I've never been to Detroit uh-huh. Uh, so, and plus, if I can get up there when the Tigers are playing a game that weekend, I could check Comerica Park off my list of stadiums to visit. Um, right. But yeah, so yeah, uh, it, it's kind of sad that, you know, there won't be another show. And it's crazy because back in September, uh, our longtime listeners may know, uh, I went to see Front 242 in Columbus. Uh-huh. Got COVID by going. That wasn't fun. But uh, they were also on their last tour. Right. So I'm like, man. And, and I was talking with uh, um, Adam last night about it and just trying to rattle off all the band, all the old school bands, uh, if any of them are around. Like Ministry's still around, but I roll. Um, Nine Inch Nails is still around. Uh, I didn't see them last year, should have, because Knights of Reb was playing, because they were also playing in Chicago like uh, that following weekend or whatever. So I fucked that up. Uh, and outside of those, uh, I think Frontline Assembly is the only other old industrial act left. Oh, wait. I mean, if you include goth bands, the Cure's on tour, uh, Sisters of Mercy are, are supposed to be going on tour, but it's pretty much Andrew Eldritch, live musician. Um, mm-hmm. And if we throw in synth pop, sure, you have Depeche Mode is touring, and I think New Order and Pet Shop Boys did the tour recently or last year. So there are some 80s alternative new wave bands but just as far as just industrial is concerned 
there's not a lot left. And in a way, it's kind of sad. Uh, but I mean, the music is still there. You know, go look for it on YouTube Music um, or however you listen to music, Bandcamp, whatever. Uh, yeah, it, it was a good time. It was it was much needed. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I didn't realize that we have damn near gone a month without uh, recording a podcast. I mean, what the hell's happened in Magic? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Everything. Yeah. Uh, like they supposedly there's a uh, uh, a standard band announcement coming monday monday yeah uh, and they're changing standard to where uh it's going to be rotates uh, every three years essentially yeah essentially the oldest sets leave every three years so standard has become extended at least <laughs> in paper yeah well um, standard alchemy will still follow the no- the normal quote-unquote two-year uh rotation and for those who are like wondering why uh you know, there are other options if they were to choose enough was to rotate faster. And there was no way that people playing arena would keep up with, with how bad the arena economy. Oh, so, no, yeah. no, not at all. So like... th- this allows us to keep the quote, keep our cards longer. Uh, it kind of rejuvenates those investing in paper because like, well, shit, my card will be around. I-, I can buy these things and they'll be around a couple of years and they'll eventually rotate and face out or whatever. yeah but uh, but then like the caveat there is that they do have to be willing to to ban like a little bit more aggressively yes but not to the point where it's where people are like well i'm tired of playing this card or playing against this card so it should be banned. like that that is some yeah. uh, that is some of the attitude where people are like uh rakdos mid-range again but then those same people on on the other side of that same argument or like man wizards really needs to bring back pro play well you either have pro play where players play the top decks or you have casual what do you i want? mean you i can't have I, both. I do think that um there are certain cards in standard that Maybe. are problematic like i i do think fable is like a really absurd card like i, I mean when you have march otherworldly light the seiju uh, Lorna, the third path. Yeah, I think I think the problem there is that the card generates like uh, a, a huge amount of different angles of ways that of of things that it does, and if you can't answer all of them, it, it's really hard. Like the, it has a, a bunch of different stuff that it does, and you have to answer every bit of that. And... The singular problem with Fable: The Mirror Break isn't the enchantment flipping into essentially a Kiki Jiki. Isn't the free two two it makes isn't the loot it's the goddamn treasure it, it's just that, all of that stuff well, I, I know it, into it, one it's, card it's all things that are okay on their own stacked on one card but really it's the treasure mechanic that pushes it over the top and if wizards would just stop printing cards that give us free lotus petals please just, just yeah. end it like it, it's just it's beyond too much at this point yeah i i think people probably feel the same way about reckon or bank buster too mm. Card also seems sort of atrocious. I, I guess um, it does feel very looter scootish. Yeah, where, yeah. Uh, where it's like, oh, um, I have two spots left in my deck, and I have plenty of land. Ah, uh, just throw these fucking two artifacts in there; it'll be fine. Yeah. Oh it, wow, look at that. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a card that's yeah, it's got. So I I, I feel like they will. I don't know what? if they'll be like so aggressive, but I think they'll be aggressive enough. I, I hope they'll be surgical and not just like 
sledgehammer. Broad brushstroke or what? Like annihilate the format. Yeah, surgical, not sledgehammer. Or, yeah, like yeah. take out maybe a card or two because uh, people will still be pissed either. Way. Um, yeah, I mean, I I, I I think if you ban too much, you get to where we were at in 2017, where like uh, Reflector Mage walks into the room. Hey guys, sorry I'm late for the meeting. What? Oh my god, I'm fired! Like that type of banning. Yeah, um, you know we don't want that. But if they ban a whole bunch of stuff, people can be like, well, shit, here we go again. I don't want to invest in the standard. If they ban two, three cards tops, if, if the cards banned are spread out uh, on uh, for multiple decks, okay, maybe. Um, but what I do like with their announcement, and I think we touched on this, if not the last episode, maybe prior to that, all their bannings are uh, once a year, as far as all formats. And yeah. it's, all, it's always right before the fall set is released. Anytime a new set is released, uh, they have a three-week oops emergency button period where they can get something out of the game if needed. I don't, I don't uh, care. I don't care for it. I well, I I, I, I I don't care for it from because of the standpoint that I would rather have discussions of format health than having to wait for possible lame duck formats to end. I I agree, but if there's always like a all right, they had discussion. Is there, there going to be a banning? Is there going to be some type of action? It's just chatter all randomly all the time. Yeah, without, I mean, I don't, I don't, focus. I mean, I think this is fine for standard. I, I'm talking about for other formats. No, no, I, I like what they're doing for the fact it's like, all right, cool. Uh, I have, I'm building a modern deck right now. Uh, it's fall of 2023. Uh, I'm going to play. Uh, and their, their announcements for this year have already passed. I know what cards are legal. I can build this top-level deck, and I know I can play it for at least a year and go. Uh, assuming that a new card coming out doesn't completely break an already existing card, they have to take that out or whatever, which I don't think that's the purpose of their three-week window. I think it's to address new cards entering the game that need to be removed, but whatever. Uh, I, I feel there's consumer confidence in that you have hard line until this date next year uh before your deck may be impacted if you're playing an older format uh, otherwise go nuts have fun do stuff uh I, yeah i, I just i, I, I just I, I get i get what you're saying and i hope that they take what they learn from the popper panel that they've created and i hope have been successful with and create a vintage panel or a legacy or modern whatever I, they need to do but that's going to require wizards wanting to have its consumers involved in decision-making processes like that beyond commander and what they've done with the CAG and rules committee and all that stuff. I just, until they do, it's not going to happen. I just think that, um, I don't think that these, I think these things work better for standard. I don't think they work so well for other formats. Yeah. And and I don't, and I, and I, I, I think that they slept, they sleep on legacy bannings more than they should have, than they do. They should. Yeah, how uh, long? How long did they uh, sit on expressive iteration? Yeah, like, well, it, and, it should have been banned. How long? How much earlier than? Yeah, than it was. So I, I just, I, I would rather have. I don't know. Right, but by I, doing, I, I don't. I don't think there's any good. <laughs> there's not a great system, I think. Regardless, but well, I, I hear you. But having this, all, all players knowing around this date, something is going to happen. 
alleviates that problem because for at least I would say six months prior to it being banned, you and I talked about it here on the show that the card should have been legacy and they just kind of sat on their ass not wanting to do anything about it. Um by by having this one date, we know, okay, uh I'm just gonna throw out a card. Uh Dragon Race Channeler is a giant problem. Here we go, fall twenty twenty four, maybe they'll finally get rid of it. Nope. Okay. Keep moving. You know, that I mean I what I what I really would like Wizards to do is when it comes down to above FNM play, focus an entire year on one fucking format. Like if you want standard back in stores, cool. All your RCQs, all your uh, regionals, all, what all that standard, and put on Twitch. Have the tournament organizers put theirs on Twitch. Twitch or Twitch show the stuff, broadcast it on Arena, link it, whatever, and push so hard on it that we want you to shut up about standard, and then we'll see if the interest is back. And if not, fuck. But if we're back to even half of what things used to be when we had GPs and people trying to grind to be pros, reach Hall of Fame stats and all that. If we even have half of that excitement, okay, it'll be a success. But until they dedicate laser focus on one format, it's not going to happen. I I don't see how they can try and juggle. Hell, they're they're trying to juggle Pioneer and Standard and Commander and even Modern's Fallen by, let alone Legacy. I mean, I know they don't care about Legacy. Uh, Well, not when they keep shoving uh, fictional characters from other universes in, into your format. That doesn't bother me. That part doesn't bother me at all. It's, I, 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 the part doesn't bother me at all. Keep, keep that shit just No, it's fine. I, I, I actually really like Minskin Boo, so yeah. I think that card's great. It's, it's fun to play. Like, super fun to play. So, but. Uh, I, I am with those cards as you are to the Lord of the Rings. But we should probably wrap up here. Yeah. Uh, and hey, uh, those out there still listening, uh, thanks for listening. And hey, I, I don't think I was as cantankerous as I have. <laughs> Definitely so. not as last time, like last time. Uh, yeah, no. And yeah. well, you had to vent last time, and it was okay. It's okay. I, I think, and, and I, I don't know for sure. And granted, there's been some stuff medically that I've been doing to handle some stuff. But I think maybe the exercising and shit that I've been doing uh, is helping a little bit on that front. I, I I still have my pissed off opinions about modern stuff that I kind of shared before we started recording. Um, but yeah, ma- magic overall for me just hasn't been as fun as it used to be. And maybe there's other things, other factors in that that I just haven't sat down and actually addressed yet. Maybe that's what I'll be doing this weekend because I actually have time to think because i'm not working <laughs> right ray holiday weekend. yeah exactly so it's always but good you, to, to take a look at things yeah you be careful going up to the con yeah yeah we sure will so it'll be a fun weekend i get to meet another uh semi so they 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 create content in pony space but they also play magic uh oh, sweet. so uh so i get to and he's also one of the community desks that's who i'm helping with uh one of the panels Oh, okay. uh, so that's a, a vivid syntax. Uh, so I get to meet him uh, finally. So that'll be fun. And, nice. I was, and he was like, "It's like I'm gonna have to learn popper, aren't I?" I'm like, "Well, I do have like three decks." <laughs> I'm like, "So sure, <laughs> like I will bring, I will bring cards." Like, <laughs> so like, yep, 
uh, but that'll be fun. Like, so that'll be, that'll be kind of fun. So I started new projects in that regards too. So I started printing, working on printing for twilight because I'm still not sure what I'm going to do with that deck yet. I'm not sure if I'm going to keep it. Uh, yeah. like, I, I, I don't think, I don't think keeping it's correct. Cause I can always just print another one. Right. Uh, yeah. With like, something like this, like if, especially if there's a, uh, if there's like a parent involved, like if it's a, uh, if you're looking at giving it to a kid, uh, I was magic or something. probably going to put it into the Trotcon charity auction. Oh yeah. There that was, that was the other major possibility there. As long as they express it, what am I trying to say? As long as they clearly express that it is a proxy deck, they are not tournament legal cards. Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah, because they, they all they all say proxy on them. Oh, I I know. It's just that sometimes people will they will be present, but uh, when it comes down to hearing important details, we'll just simply not yeah be yeah. I mean, you you'd be hard pressed to to <laughs> to tell that yeah. these were real cards. Like they all oh. say proxy on them. And oh yeah, yeah. I, I've seen some of the pictures you share, and like yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty pretty obvious. Yep. Like you're like, oh yeah, that's got but, a, that's got a pony on it. Like, but, but they're the... still meant to be played and have fun with. Yeah, exactly. So and uh, so what I ended up doing with that is I tried really hard to try and come up with maybe like some version of like a custom card mm-hmm. or um because. So Twilight's Twilight's a, a second ability is uh, that she has this ability where if you control, um, you pay. Uh, I think it's uh, Wooberg. I think is what you pay. Uh, and um, actually, I just look it up. So if you control, um, yeah, it's Wooberg. If you control Applejack, Fluttershy, Pinkie Pie, Rainbow Dash, and Rarity, every every pony wins the game. It's a draw, basically. It's a draw effect. Right. Um. But it's a draw effect where everybody wins, which is hilarious um <laughs> cuz think about that for a second um but so uh but the only one of those cards that actually exists is rarity the other f- uh, four there weren't actually printed at all and so i was like how do i address this like and so i, I my original thought was oh, i'll just make custom cards for it and i just didn't like any of the designs they came up with like they're okay but like these some of them seemed kind of overpowered and I was just like, eh, like, and it's just like my bias of like having like strong cards. Right. So, and I like designing strong cards. So it's like, eh, I'm like, so I ended up going the Godzilla route for them uh, and just chose cards that I thought would probably fit the character um, a little better. That makes uh, sense. And I just went with that. So like, yeah, there's a Salvala in there because <laughs> Salvala is, and yes, that's a strong card, but the deck is like, the deck is um, equine tribal. Like, <laughs> like the the deck isn't even like good. Like it's 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 equine tribal. Like, uh, like quite literally, I was like, I was like, okay, well, if I want to build Twilight, I could build Twilight to be really dumb. Like, you could definitely do it. Like, you could build that deck to be really stupid. Well, like, what's, what's crazy though is when you look at Savala, just looking at the art at a glance, um, she kind of looks like a centaur. So it's I so mean, it, I mean, it kind of it kind of works with what so, you're so, doing. So I made that Applejack. Okay. So, yeah, I made that Applejack, and then like, um, let's see here. Uh, quick. Hmm. Oh, what is her big pictures? And that kind of makes sense with uh, I, with a at least I don't know much about My Little Pony, but when I hear the name Applejack, I'm just 
adding X mana in any combination. Yeah, of colors, yeah. It, so, it just it it seems like it kind of fits. So I made um uh Fluttershy is uh, Kadira Collar of the Small. Uh, it's the one that's uh, whenever it deals uh, damage to a combat damage to a player for each token you control, you create a one-one white rabbit because Fluttershy, oh. Fluttershy and rabbits. Uh, okay. uh, Rainbow Dash is uh, Akeem the Soaring Wind because uh, it seems to fit. It's a flyer that has things to do with double strike, which is faster and it creates birds. Uh, and then uh, Pinky, uh, because Pinky is purely a Rakdos character, there is just no denying that pinky's rakdos so uh-huh. I, I made her a uh, jury master of the review uh just the whenever you sack a permit you put a plus one plus one counter on her and when it dies deal one damage deals damage equal as power to any target uh so yeah I, I did that for that one so nice but i mean the whole deck is literally just it's literally Please. like yes i made the man i so i so i didn't put any reserve less cards in here right right but in, in that one the the rakdos one you can put all will be one in there <sighs> Yeah, um, I didn't. So I, so I didn't put. Oh my god, a Phyrexianized pony! Oh yeah, that's gross. Um, so I didn't put any. Um, I didn't put any reserveless cards. Good in here. Um, the mana base is still like a good mana base in a sense because it's got Shocklands and Triumphs, right? And and fetches. Like it's it's a good mana base at least. Like I wanted it to be like the mana base to be actually good to cast your really bad cards. <laughs> Because I'm playing like the whole cycle of cards like Lightning Mare and Vine Mare and like Shield Mare, like those cards. Like, sure. uh, and and of course, you like you want to play Crested Sun Mare because reasons, uh, because you know it's the the dumb one. Uh, and then I'm playing like all these cards that are like you know, Bloodline Pretender and Metallic Mimic and you know, those kind of cards, Adaptive Automaton and the uh, cards are that you, make uh, cards that make shapeshifters like Maskwood Nexus and Birthing Boffs and. Are you doing the Godzilla treatment to the lands to make them locations in My Little Pony? No, um, just art. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all it, it's fully custom art. Like right. so, all the art is. I I, I tried to match up stuff well okay. enough uh, to make it look good um, according to the artwork and stuff like that. Um, I think my favorite uh, one I've got in here is Unsettled Mariner, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just because. Um, it's the uh, the the salty sea pirate Applejack from one of the um, later episodes in six season eight season nine, where she's got like this like white like bandage over her eye because it, <laughs> and she's got like the 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 salty pirate beanie kind of thing, you know. Oh, and it's just like, oh yeah, this is this is perfect. So it was it was absolutely perfect for that one. Well, well, when you're there, uh, have people tweet don't... out. I don't think I will have this printed before Winnie City. Oh. Um, doubtful, but I've printed like eight cards so far. Okay. Um, but and print printed and cut eight cards before so far. Well, um, well get cracking the cracking. That way you can uh, you can get those cards. I, ready. I'll have rarity with me too, though. So like, yeah. uh, that that is at least available. That it did the same thing with rarity. Rarity has um similar stuff going on i hear my dog barking so we probably should get wrapping up here cool, cool um so anyways hey um scott's on twitter i'm on twitter if you don't know where we are by now whatever i don't know i got nothing. right uh, <laughs> and, and go to goldfish to read joe's articles thanks he, he does three of them per week <laughs> yep all right uh so uh you guys have a good night uh we'll talk to you guys next time whenever that may be uh it'll be soon it'll be soon uh is that soon like the blizzard soon Yes. Okay, good.